if you've been following along with me on Instagram, I've been talking about this super nerdy podcast that I was listening to. Um, It's a neuroscientist and a longevity scientist. They're talking about basically how you can not only increase your lifespan, but live a better quality of life. It's three hours long. I truly believe you need some sort of medical background to listen to some of it because it's a little deep. Uh, But if you want to listen to it, it's in the show notes. I will link to it. It's really, really, really good. Um, It took me about a week of listening to it at different times in the car to get through it. Uh, But if you have the time and this kind of thing might interest you more, go take a listen. I'm not going to go recap everything that I heard, but I am going to touch on a few points because this episode truly reinforced to me that the way I show up in this space for you all is where it's at. This is where I'm meant to be. This is the path that I am hoping that you all follow me on using fitness to truly change how we live our lives. Not necessarily the size of our body or anything like that, but truly help us live a life that has higher quality. Um, And I just want to touch on a few things that I kind of already knew, but the way that the podcast said it and some of the statistics there are just amazing. So we all know, you know, working out, especially strength training, helps with osteoporosis. Uh, But it also, if done correctly, can help with your balance and coordination. This is something that I work on with all of my clients, um, is balance and coordination work. And if you, I want to say he said maybe 65 plus, somewhere around there, um, if you fall and break your hip, Um, you have about a 30% chance that you're going to die within a year. And we all know that, you know, we can trip and fall at any given time. This happens to us all. We don't have to be extremely unbalanced, unwell human beings to trip and fall. But if you are not active and you're in your 60s and you trip and fall and break your hip, the likelihood that you will survive beyond a year is 70%. Seems like a lot, but I'm telling you, I don't like those odds. (laughs) I want to be in the 90 percentile, please. Uh, But this is just another reason why functional fitness, not the flashy, I need to do all the burpees and do all the cool things, the functional fitness, your step-ups, your balance, your core stability, these things are so crucial now. Because if you can't build that now when you're in your 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s, um, it's going to take you longer to be able to get to a place where that can truly impact your life, but you're also now increasing your risk of being one of those 30% that if you fall and just happen to land just right and break your hip, you may not be here in 12 months. I think that is a very life-altering statistic and one that I've personally seen working in the hospital I worked on a um, surgical floor, so we often would have um, hip and knee replacements come in, and the more active patients, the elderly ones that were more active, didn't matter, the size didn't matter, they tended to heal better, they had a better outlook on life, they were able to get in and out of bed um, sooner, they um, had a more positive relationship with the pain and knowing how hard it was going to be to get better, but they were willing to do the work. And that also plays a role because when you break your hip, it's, it takes a long time. It's a lot, to me, it's more complicated than your knee because uh, your knee, you can kind of prop it up but and not bend it and still be pretty active. But your hip, you have to be careful of how you sit down. The angle of which you sit down, it's pretty complex. 
Um, and so if you're already not an active person and you do not have the arm strength or the leg strength or the stability in your core to help move you around with a walker and to be able to help you sit down in a way that you can prop that hip out and not risk, um, dislocating that new hip replacement, um, if you don't have that, you're not going to be moving around. When you're not moving around, your quality of life goes down. If you're used to being able to go out and go with friends and, and hang out with people, and now all of a sudden you're bedridden, you lose that zest for life. Your life is not the same. It has been altered forever. And as you get older, you know, oftentimes all we have, if we're not working, all we have is our friendships. And if we can't go do all the things that our friends are doing um, or go to our you know, grandkids' birthday parties or whatever, it, uh, it leads to depression and in a form, failure to thrive. And so uh, these people, I mean, it's, it's, yes, you can die from blood clots and whatever else that might happen during the surgery, but a lot of it is just, just their they lose that zest for life and the will to survive. So I think this is something that you and I both need to be looking into. Uh, you know, 70s is not that far off for most of us. And I know that I have, oh, you know, quite a ways to go to feel really confident in my strength and stability and balance. And I work out consistently. I know it's going to take a few more years for me to really feel solid in that. And if I started in my 60s, I mean, it's, to me, it's it's better to start in your 60s than not at all, but it's going to take a lot more work and you're going to have to be a lot more uh, almost careful of what you are doing um, to make sure that you don't get injured and then in which case you lose momentum and you miss out on it. So that is one reason to start strength training now. The other thing that was just mind-blowing to me was the link that exercise has to um, helping with Alzheimer's and dementia. I knew some of this, um, but I didn't know the science behind it. What I do know from my personal experience with uh, dementia patients and with working with now dementia clients um, is that when we sit grandma and grandpa down in front of a TV and that is where they're at, there is no social engagement. There is no interactions with them. And I mean, we would all just kind of slowly, our brains would decrease if we don't have that stimulation that we need. And there, you know, is great, great science out there, great research out there that is showing that, you know, staying active for longer periods of time, especially as you get older, really helps your cognitive function. Um, and I even seen it with, uh, I have two dementia clients, one I no longer work with, but when I was working with her, she was doing okay. She was starting to remember some of the movements. I don't know that she ever knew my name, but I would show up and she would automatically start doing some things. I've seen this with the other one too. Um, it took months, months of repetitive movements for them to get there. But just knowing that, you know, we're having people up and moving and we're tapping into part of their brain that otherwise without fitness, they wouldn't be tapping into um, it's huge. And so I know that I want to do everything in my power, not to, um, you know, as best as I can to try, try and, um, keep my brain 
brain as healthy as possible. If you've never worked with anybody with Alzheimer's or dementia, it is devastating. It is very hard. Um, your loved one looks the same, but they definitely are not the same. You cannot have the same conversations. They don't behave the same. Um, and it can be, you know, a really life altering diagnosis for everyone involved, not just the person. So, um, to me, that is another reason, no matter what my body looks like, uh, one reason that I want to stay consistent with fitness. And again, this is another great reason for you is we don't know what is going to happen as we age. Uh, we don't know what's in the cards for us. We all know that we're going to die. That's the, that's the only thing that we are guaranteed. Um, but I want to die as late as possible and as young as possible, right? So I want to be in my 90s, but people say like, wow, you're behaving like a 70-year-old. Like you're doing things that, you know, I didn't think I could do in my 60s. That's how I want to go out, um, if at all possible. And most people don't start thinking about that till they're in their 60s or 70s and they're losing their independence. And then they want to try and do something about it. But sometimes that's not it's not soon enough. Sometimes it's a little too late where you can try and delay it, but it's almost inevitable. Not everyone, but from my experience and what I've seen. And so, um, you know, and once we start losing brain function, we don't get it back. That's something that, you know, it's when it's gone, it's gone. So if that is not another reason for you to be like, yes, I need fitness to be a part of my life style. Um, it would just, it would just be devastating to um, know that that was my future. So I'm going to do everything in my power possible. Um, and I truly encourage you to do that for yourself as well. Uh, and just some, you know, other things. Um, talking about uh, different types of training, right? So zone two cardio, which is uh, basically heart rate training, which I have been talking to you guys a little bit about, um, strength training and some interval training. If you were on my newsletter series, we just went through three parts of talking about fitness intensity. And this kind of plays a role in that as well as we need to have easy days, we need to have moderate days, and when we do high intensity days, they need to be short and sweet, but they all serve a purpose in with heart health, especially with heart health. Um, and we all know that if our heart is not healthy, we are not, <laughs> we're not living long. So it's not a one and done thing. Maybe you practice yoga, maybe you do Zumba, Maybe you do, uh, you only spin, right? You only do the elliptical and that's great, but there's something to be said about varying your approach, about picking up heavier weights sometimes, lighter weights, but maybe higher reps so you get a little more cardio benefit. Um, It all has to do with strengthening um, not only our muscles and our bones, but also our heart and our lungs. And again, I've talked to you about this before in different concepts, but I think when you listen to people who are definitely more, they have more expertise than I could ever fathom having, right? Um, And the way they explain it and the amount of impact they place on just simple fitness, like just being in a fit body can do so much for us. Um, regardless of size. And I want you to take that 
kind of with you and understand like high blood pressure absolutely can be managed with fitness. Um, and it should be, that should be part of your protocol. Maybe you have to go on medication for a while. That's totally fine. I am not advocating not medic, not medicating yourself. That's not my realm. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that, um, fitness is, can be a huge impact on helping you lower, um, your blood pressure. It can be a huge impact on helping you manage your blood sugar. Um, you know, emotional stress is another huge thing that can limit our lifespan. Um, death, deaths of despair was one of the things that they talked about on this podcast and deaths from accidental overdoses, suicide, and there was one more. It might've been alcohol poisoning. I can't remember. Um, but you know, that is increasing in, definitely in America right now is people are just so overwhelmed and so stressed uh, that, you know, their mental health is kind of in the toilet and we're seeing those deaths rise and fitness we know has a positive impact on your mood and can help stabilize some of that. So it's not the only tool in the toolbox when it comes to mental health, but it absolutely should be a part. And as you can see, as I'm painting this picture and they do a much better job than I ever will. Um, if you can withstand the, the deep talk, but if you can't see that fitness literally is linked to those that are living longer and healthy lives, like it's absolutely needs to be a part of all of our lives in some form or another, not saying you have to go for a run. I'm not saying you have to get under a barbell, but you do need to start debating, like, is lifting an eight-pound dumbbell, five to eight-pound dumbbell consistently over time, is that something that I can do in hopes of not having an early death, in hopes of not falling and breaking my hip and then um, not living long? Or, um, you know, how how do I look at my mental health? Do Is it something that I want to keep as long as possible? And I know some of us are young. I'm 36. I will turn 37 this year. And I know, you know, 70s seems like it's a long ways off, but it's not really. Um, And I know for a fact that I truly, truly, truly want to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. Um, And quality of life matters to me. It matters to me now, which is why I took the long road of rehabbing my hip I truly want to run. That is something that I'm very passionate about. I absolutely love. It has brought many relationships to me, connected me with many people, um, even on the internet. And it that without running, it definitely decreased my quality of life. This is what matters to me. And I knew that I wanted to get that back. And I worked really hard um, you know, had a little bit of depression and anxiety to work through because of it, but stayed the course and did the work because I don't want to be from 65 to 90 in a bed. I don't want to be bedridden. I don't want to be stuck in my house only being able to go out and about with the assist of a lift or somebody physically moving me. Um, and so Again, none of us knows what our future holds, but all I can do is impact myself right now and do the best that I can do every single day. And for me, that's going for a walk, 
and it's getting my workouts in and it's um, working on keeping my um, nutrition balanced, working on my mental health um, through hormone therapy for me and uh, just doing some self-help type books and um, that's all the best that I can do today. And so you don't have to completely rearrange your lifestyle. If all you have in you today is to go for a walk, and that's the best that you can do for yourself right now, I highly encourage you to start somewhere. Start viewing fitness as your ticket to being on this earth as long as possible, to being able to share life with your loved ones as long as possible. Um, You know, I've worked with many patients in the hospital um, who were near death and, you know, having those conversations of it goes by really fast um, and to hear people in their um, 70s dying from COPD um, and uh, they're very honest about, I wish I had known that that doing this, that smoking would have led to this. Um, and there's some other things that, you know, people have said, I wish I had known better. And so now, however old you are now, and I'm telling you, you get to know better now before you're on your deathbed, that fitness absolutely can help change the course of the rest of your life for the better, but you have to start now. You cannot wait until you're already bedridden and say, man, I should start strength training. You could, right? You could. But if you're listening to this and you're not bedridden, why, why wait? I would not recommend that whatsoever. Um, so please take this as your little public service announcement. Um, again, the link to that episode um, that I listened to is in the show notes. Truly, truly life altering for me. Um, and again, solidified that uh, the course that I'm taking here with you guys, the path that I'm on to help bring all women into strength training for um, a long, healthy life is much needed. Again, we can talk about your weight and your body composition at a later date, but if we can get you moving your body so that you are here for as long as possible, living the best life available to you, that is what we want. That will always be my end goal is teaching you how to make fitness a lifelong part of your of your journey here on earth. Um, there will be a link below um, that you can um, find my coaching services if you are ready to begin. Um, if you have any questions, uh, please let me know. Um, you can contact me on Instagram or you can um, send an email. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I hope this episode finds you well, gives you some food for thought, and encourages you to go pick up some weights. Welcome to Your Health Simplified. I'm your host, Tiffany Colbertson, a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and senior fitness specialist. And I'm here to help you, well, simplify your health. Let's get to it. Thank you for listening. 
please do not forget to subscribe and share this episode if you found it helpful. A review would also be fabulous. You can find me most days hanging out over on Instagram at TiffStartsLiving. And if you ever need to contact me, my email will be in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time. Thank you.